Hi, uh, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself? Okay, uh, my name is Jamie Hall. I'm the uh, CTO and co-founder of uh, MocoSpace. And uh, MocoSpace is uh, kind of the leading uh, mobile-focused social network um, in the U.S. Um, we've got uh, 15 million members um, that are on our uh, on our site, and um, really we're we're focused on the mobile web. So you know our users primarily um, you know use use our social network from the, the browsers that they have in their mobile phones, which can be anything from you know what we call high-end uh, smartphones like iPhone, Android-based devices to you know what we call feature phones, which are kind of older, um, you know, less capable phones. Um, and oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. Uh, what I was going to say is, do you guys? So you said you mentioned that people access your service through a browser. Uh, do you guys have an app like for Android or iPhone, or is it just mainly through the browser? Uh, we do have apps for Android and iPhone, but the you know the vast majority of our users and our and our real kind of strength is around the mobile web. And, um, you know, what's, what would you say is different than about these mobile social networks versus, you know, the traditional web-based social networks? I mean, do you notice any differences or is it just the same activity? Well, so for, for us specifically, I think, you know, there's, there's a real difference in, in, you know, from, from kind of the Facebook model. I think we're, we're a lot more akin to kind of um, what MySpace kind of used to be, which is a lot more of an open open social network where people come to kind of have fun um, and and share content and meet new friends versus a, a Facebook kind of model where people are kind of connecting with you know friends that they have in their in the real world. Um, and you know there 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 are a lot of like on the online world you know there are a lot of different kind of flavors and varieties of of mobile social networks. There there are networks that are like uh, like Foursquare or Gowalla, which are very kind of oriented around also kind of closed circles of, of, of existing friends and, you know, baking in kind of location elements and check-ins. Yeah. Um, and, and then there, you know, there, there are lots of, there, there's, there's a whole kind of spectrum of, you know, mobile social networking. Yeah. And what's, what's the trade-off? Since, since you guys are focused on um, the browser experience, the mobile browser experience, um, What's the trade-off of using that versus having a downloadable app, whereas you know an app, I think probably allows better access to the phone's uh, camera, GPS location, and stuff like that. Right. Well, so so I mean, I guess one one of the real values of building a social network, at least the kind of social network that that we're building, um, is having you know. A large audience, right? So, yeah. um, the network effect of having you know having people using the service. So we, from from kind of day one, um, decided that we wanted to cast the largest as, as net as possible. So, whether your friends or the people that you wanted to meet were on an iPhone or you know a, a seven-year-old Motorola Razor phone, shouldn't you know shouldn't make a difference. Okay, and um, you know since it is mobile uh but what is the audience what's the target audience or what is there is there anything interesting about the demographic of the people using the service yeah so so our demographic tends to to skew kind of um uh a little bit younger so kind of um you know people in their late teens through through about 30 is kind of our sweet spot and 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 kind of 
what's interesting is it's 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 a lot of people that um, probably you know unlike me probably unlike you and and a lot of uh, of the listeners um, you know aren't in front of a computer all day so people that may have a PC at home that they share with you know with the siblings or the rest of their family but not necessarily working kind of all day in front of a computer so um, you know they, they they come to Moco Space because we give them you know really kind of rich social networking experience on their phone um, and you know today you can get obviously Facebook you can get MySpace and others on uh, de definitely you can get the apps and you can you can access them over the mobile web but you know I think the real difference is, is that we provide you know a very rich experience so things like um, music um, and games which are very core to you know MySpace and Facebook on the web obviously they don't they don't have any of that um, on their mobile experience and for us you know w we actually do and it's a very core part of the experience on Moco Space. Yeah let's let's talk about the music and games integration with your service um, you know how I guess how is it exactly integrated with your service and how are your users using uh, the music and games on your service? So, so music we've had on the site for for quite a while, um, and we do um, kind of uh, we do a couple different things there. We have relationships with um, a number of kind of established artists that will um, that will set up like a presence and a profile and upload content to Moco Space in order to reach our audience. And um, sometimes we'll get um, tracks and things like that leaked in advance of of, of an album that's coming out. Um, and then we also have thousands and thousands of uh, what we call MoCo artists, which are independent artists or DJs um, that create their own music that try to uh, really just use MoCo Space, you know, as a way of, of reaching, you know, uh, uh, their fan base. Um, and then with games, um, games is actually uh, a, a newer initiative for us. We, we're, we're just now in the process of launching our, uh, our game platform, um, which is an open social based uh, uh, platform for developers to actually create games on top of our platform um, using APIs and hooks that we give them to tie into our user base and our social graph and you know viral hooks and things like uh, our virtual currency ecosystem. Yeah, um, yeah so let's, let's talk about these games some more. When you talk about a platform, so would a developer just come in and they'll say develop would it be a flash game um, or would it be a, like a PHP text-based game? What types of games are you envisioning on this service? So, so, uh, so, the, so the game platform, we're specifically targeting HTML5 capable, what we call WebKit browser-based uh, phones, which would be iPhone, Android, and a little bit of uh, Palm Pre and the, the the new BlackBerry 6 OS, which which is just coming out now, which which uh, supports WebKit. Um, so these are HTML5 capable devices where you can you you can do really a, a, a lot to to create a very compelling game experience. Um, and so we've limited the platform to support that you know those those users. Um, because that's it's clearly where the market's moving, and it's clearly a platform where you can create really compelling content and games. Yeah. Do you have any um, stats on, say, what percentage of your user base uh, does have those type of uh, browsers or technology on on their phone? Yeah. So so roughly roughly speaking, twenty five percent of the U.S. market 
that has uh, smartphones. And that's, 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 a, that's in line with what we see on the site. So it's about 25%. And it's growing, obviously, very, very quickly. And I expect, you know, within, within 6 to 12 months, that could uh, just about double. And for game developers, what's the benefit of using your service or going, um, say, developing games for your, for your platform versus just developing their own separate app um, for Android or for iPhone? Well, I, I, I think it's, you know, it, it's obviously a totally different model and, and skill set for developing a game, you know, based on, on mobile web technology versus, you know, a downloadable app. Um, I think, you know, the real problem with, with the iPhone app store and, and the Android app store also to a certain extent is one of discoverability. So, yeah. you know, there are hundreds of thousands of iPhone apps and it's, you know, very, very difficult to... Um, you know, to reach an audience as as one of hundreds of thousands, even with you know, even with a great game, and I think kind of like you know, kind of like uh, the Facebook platform. I think what we offer, which is you know, I think unique to to mobile, which is if you build a really good game and you can you can hook it into our social graph and to our users and use the viral hooks um, that we give you for. Um, for helping spread kind of uh, awareness of the game, you can really reach you know a, a large audience okay. uh, if you you know if you have a good game. And and you mentioned the virtual currency model. Is there a fee for developers that want to um, say make a game for your platform? So uh, that's a good question. So we have, I guess, a, a system that's very that would be very. Uh, familiar to people you know working on the um, on the Facebook platform so they you know Facebook has their credit system we have what we call Moco gold um, and we provide a very easy way um, with our SDK to kind of drop in um, uh, integration with with widgets that we provide kind of pre-made widgets that we provide for tapping into our Moco gold system um, and so the revenue share there um, honestly I think at this point, in, in the in the cycle where we are, we're, we're not looking to take anything from from game developers. So the the revenue is going to be passed through to, to the to the game developers. You know, basically, um, a, after our costs of processing the payments, whatever they might be, is just going to be passed on directly to the developers. And at some point later, it, I, I would think it would evolve to something like um, a model, something like Facebook has done. Yeah, and you know, how long has this platform? been out for and what's like are, are there already so many games out there that the opportunity for say new developers is going to be more challenging or is it is it something relatively new and there's there's open opportunity yeah no it's it's very new um, really we just launched it um, officially kind of uh, uh, last week um, so we we have uh, two games that we developed internally on the platform um, and th those those are out on the site now, but we haven't yet launched any third-party partners yet. Um, um, you know, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I uh, know. Finish up what you're going to say. Yeah, we're we're just now, you know, talking talking to partners and kind of getting, um, you know, getting our initial launch partners on board. So. And when you said those two games, can you talk about uh, what those two games are and um, how you leveraged the platform to make them? Yep. So, so one 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 is just kind of a uh, kind of a simple uh, hangman style game, um, and the other is is actually a much more interesting um, 
kind of social game that's that's modeled kind of on the um, on the Facebook kind of uh, uh, mob wars type game where uh, we, we call it street wars where it's you know where you're basically uh, you know uh, forming a mob uh, with your friends and, and playing through missions and um, very, very similar type of uh, game dynamic and you know you said that the audience uh, for your service trends younger are they even interested in using virtual currency or purchasing games and purchasing items online or is that something that's uh, that's maybe not as prevalent as you know with Facebook where it's it's an older demographic and it's it's kind of like the casual gaming audience who moved over from some of those casual gaming portals to Facebook right yeah so I, it's a good question so I so we didn't really know what to expect but um, after having launched our our first social game, the Street Wars game, we've seen actually really great uptake. Um, and then specifically around, I think what you're asking about the kind of what we call premium conversion, which is those users who are willing and, and able to pay for um, kind of buying virtual goods and kind yeah. of extra level level up and stuff inside the games. You know, the the, the kind of the benchmarks that we've seen. From the online world and Facebook, from from guys like Zynga and and, and other big uh, big leaders, there is kind of between two to four percent, and that's exactly what we're seeing on mobile. So, um, you know, we 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 um, we're we're quite happy with that. I think you know there are a lot of um, there there are a lot of reasons why, you know, with direct billing integration with with uh, carriers that we have and, and things like that, why paying on your phone is actually um, quite a bit easier than. You know, paying online using a credit card or PayPal or whatever. Yeah, um, one of the concerns is that with mobile, I mean, these carriers, um, and I don't know if that's changed, but they take a significant amount of transactions. Is are most of the purchases that people are making through your service are they using their credit card or are they going directly through their carrier uh, or through their phone billing to to do it? And the reason I ask is because that huge cut could also affect uh, the revenue potential of, say, a game developer that wants to use your service. Right. So so we have uh, a number of different payment options, and it, and, and it depends kind of where you are geographically, what carrier you're on. Um, kind of, I think what you're referring to really mostly affects um, premium SMS billing. So premium SMS billing, um, typically the carriers will take Roughly fifty percent cut, which is obviously huge. Yeah. Um, we we have actually we're fortunate enough to have um, direct billing relationships with a number of carriers where the revenue share is actually quite a bit more favorable okay. for us. Um, so that's something that you know we we've baked into the platform where um, you know game developers can leverage the relationships that we have to get you know much better revenue shares than. Than they might otherwise if they were only using premium SMS. Okay, and you know you mentioned that you used open social. Uh, one of the concerns is that you look at the Facebook platform that's constantly being updated, upgraded. Open social isn't as um, prominent. It, you know, it doesn't have that leadership position. Do you see any concerns with uh, moving forward just being based on the open social platform? Yeah, that I think. You know, when we when we made that decision, I think it was, um, I think it was mostly based on the fact that Facebook. You know, obviously there there, there are a huge number of developers that are that are familiar with the Facebook platform. I think also with Open Social, which is 
has really been adopted kind of worldwide and by just about everybody, uh, obviously aside from Facebook. So MySpace and High Five and Friendster and LinkedIn and Ning in the U.S. and, and you know the the leading um, social networks in Japan and and elsewhere in the world have adopted open social. So you know we just we we just felt it was a more stable kind of standard where Facebook, you know, as they did in, in, um, just you know, five or six months ago, kind of sc scrapped their old platform and rolled out a completely new one. They can kind of do whatever they want whenever they want. And we just wanted something that, that felt a little bit more stable and mature and had a roadmap and, um, you know, something that w wasn't going to be a moving target for us. Okay. And moving forward, where do you see social gaming on the phone going? Do you see it as something that's going to be a browser experience or do you see it moving uh, towards an in-app experience? And, um, yeah, and how do you, where do you see these players going? Or do you think they're going to stay on these... Us, these normal social networks? Are you going to be moving their gaming experience to the mobile network? Uh, any insights that you can share on that would be great. So, so we're, we're absolutely believers in, in the mobile web. I think, you know, you're, we're just starting to see now with, with kind of a real penetration of HTML5 capable devices, you know, some, some real interest on the part of, you know, both web developers and, and mobile app developers in the mobile web. Um, because you can really create some incredibly compelling games, especially when you're talking about social games rather than, you know, like uh, an RPG style game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can just reach a much broader audience. And like I said, when you when you're able to tap into a community um, using some viral hooks uh, through a platform like ours or Facebook or whoever, you know, if you have a good game, you really have a chance of of getting it in front of a of a real audience instead of just buried at the bottom of a list of, you know, 50,000 games on, on an app store. Okay. And do you see yourself or your service, do you think it's going to definitely still be mobile or uh, browser-based, or do you see any kind of um, potential leap onto a type of app format? The reason I ask is because, um, as, say, game developers developing on your platform, you know, having access to photos or um, GPS and all those other things might add to the gameplay. Right. Well, well you know, all, all the platform that we're targeting, or or, or the the devices that we're targeting, are all HTML5 capable. So they have you know geolocation API, okay. offline storage support, um, re really advanced you know pretty advanced capabilities for creating you know pretty pretty sophisticated games. Um, you know, I, I, one direction that I think is potentially interesting is, um, and which has taken off in a very big way in Japan and, and has been very big for a number of years, is mobile flash. So, they, yeah. you know, there are a number of mobile uh, social networks there and in South Korea also that are that are based really around mobile flash. And here, you know, unfortunately, you know, while we have support on the Android platform now for, for flash, it's, you know, it's, it's iPhone and, and, and the whole Apple thing. Um, you know, that's kind of keeping that, that from taking off. And I, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I'd love to see Apple open up to, to Flash and see that happen, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, Japanese mobile social networks. Can you talk about, uh, I mean, do you see then the Western countries, uh, trending towards what's already happened in Japan or have you noticed any differences between, uh, Western social network? that you guys are running versus a Japanese mobile social network? Um, it's a good question. So in Japan, they're, they're, kind of, um, they're kind of three guys that are 
more or less uh, neck and neck in terms of their, you know, the size of their audience. And, 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 and one is really um, kind of started out as a mobile gaming social network or a mobile gaming um, focused social network. Yeah. Um, and, and really just less than a year ago opened up a platform um, for, for third party developers. So it was really initially all games that they kind of sourced and built themselves. Um, but since they opened up their platform about a year ago, they have now over 500 games, you know, 500 games from third parties, and it's um, it's accelerated their growth uh, quite tremendously. So, you know, I think there, there's a lot to learn from the Japanese um, and and the overseas markets, but there are there are also a lot of good reasons why those uh, why the success that they have there, the models that they have for success, don't translate exactly, you know, one to one for for what's going to be a successful model here. Okay. And can you talk about any of the specific differences of what you've seen as different working on, you know, in, in your service, say, versus what's worked on Japanese mobile social networks? Uh, well, it's still, obviously, it's very early, early days for us. But, yeah. you know, I, I know that one of the, the, the um, kind of the largest and most successful and earliest games that, that was a really, really big hit on uh, Mobigay Town, which is which is the largest kind of um, uh, game-focused uh, mobile social network in um, in Japan, is actually remarkably similar to um, like Zynga's Mob Wars, but it's actually based on on um, oh yeah yeah on on being a thief and 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 having you know having missions based around being a mobster, but very similar game dynamic. And then you know they've they're, they're, there's kind of a whole range of games um, kind of. Kind of very similar to what you see on, on on Facebook, where you know you've got virtual pets and you've got um, you know re, re, really a, a lot of different games. You know, a lot of them are kind of avatar based, and 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 actually two of the three leading mobile social networks there are avatar based, and yeah. and that's a little different than what you have in the U.S. Obviously, where the big guy Facebook is you know kind of n not avatar based. But. Okay, so when you say avatar based, do you mean more of like you have a fantasy personality, or are you talking about just having a little thing that you, uh, your own little avatar that you dress up? Uh, it's more, well, I guess it's a little bit of both. So, so, and uh, where you know, um, on Mobigay Town and and the other um, uh, the other social network, Gree, that they have, where where you have an avatar, and I guess it's more. It, it's not totally fantasy, but there's there there's some elements of fantasy. I guess it's kind of more like the model that we have, where it's you know people that that come to social network both with existing friends that they have and also to make new friends. But yeah. um, it's you know much different than the Facebook model. And as as um, these mobile social networks take off in the West, it, do you feel it's just going to be the same types of games that already worked on Facebook or? Are there going to be opportunities for new types of gameplay or game design? I mean, have you seen that happen um, with the Japanese social networks that you guys are familiar with, or is it pretty much the same games, pets, uh, mafia type games, um, uh, whatever else worked on Facebook? You know, that's a good question. So, um, and that and that's also a question that kind of you know I, I've been doing mobile games development for. Um, really, for about ten years now, and 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 kind of that was that was always a question. You know, there were always kind of the 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 leaders um, that you saw that were you know you know Pac-Man and Tetris and 
kind of games that came over from the console space, you know, kind of dumbed down ports or, or from arcade games. But there were definitely games that, that came along um, that were exclusive to mobile. Obviously, the, you know, the big kind of, um, the, the, the big example now is Angry Birds, right, which was oh, built yeah. for iPhone and now ported over to Android. So I think there's a lot of room for that. Specifically in Japan, I don't, I don't really know, but the, the games that I'm aware of that are big are kind of more along the, 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 the Facebook model, but I think actually probably the games that we know from Facebook that are popular probably actually came after a lot of these games were, were big and popular in Japan. So, so I think we actually, or the developers that originally developed some of those games here. Okay. Okay, great. Um, uh, yeah, so where can developers find out more information about um, potentially developing a game for your platform? So I, I would, uh, anybody that's interested, I would encourage, um, I'd encourage you to, to visit um, our website, which is jnjmobile.com. Um, um, how do you spell that exactly? Uh, j it's the, just the letters J N J. Oh, okay. mobile.com. Or email me, uh, which is just Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at corp.mocospace.com. Um, we have a developer portal right now. It's not, um, it's not totally open, so you have to request access, and we'll open up an account for you. And then, you know, you'll have access to our, um, to our SDK and some code samples um, and our forums. And, you know, we can, uh, you know, we can get you started. Yeah, and... Is, is there going to be a time when it is going to be free, like open? Like, can you talk about the approval process, the update process? Is it, is it something where if uh, folks release a game on your network or on your service, they can easily update their game? Or they're going to, are they going to have to submit them for like um, requests, kind of like the Apple, uh, the iPhone store? Yeah, yeah. so right, right now it's, it's, we're kind of keeping a little bit of control over the initial launch partners just because it's the initial launch. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 but our, our hope is to within the next, um, within the next few months to open it up to everybody. And the games actually, um, can be updated anytime. So it's kind of like okay. much more like the Facebook model than the iPhone where, where actually you can build a game that's either server based using calls or rest calls that we provide or you can uh, create a game that's entirely JavaScript HTML using the HTML uh, the JavaScript libraries that we provide, and and you know you can update them at any time you know that you like. Okay, great. Um, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, no, th thank you. Great. Take care.